Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y for 67369. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Las Vegas. You're listening to the Crazy Sexy Cool Podcast, where we give our black-ass millennial opinions about the crazy, the sexy, and the cool hot topics. I'm your host, Bethany, and I am joined by my friends in real life. We have Meek, and we have Elizabeth. What's up? Look, I don't know if you guys can tell, but my voice is really raspy right now, because last night, I I got a little turnt and loud. Lit! Yeah, we were lit. <laughs> a little too lit for us. <laughs> time we had a Real nice safe, like a safe covid good time covid free good time you know yeah, the last two days time. yeah as you can see low-key we all pushing through this episode right now like we giving y'all as much no, energy as we possibly not low-key i woke up Shit. five minutes before recording <laughs> that part Man. but the baby hairs are still slick you know, I could do that in like two seconds. That ain't no word. Like Zorro. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, I feel like, you know, a lot of people will message us and be like, hey, I'm coming to Vegas in like a month. What's going on? Vegas is actually pretty open. It's more open than I thought it was because y'all know I don't be going nowhere. Until this weekend, I had a chance to actually, like, step out and see what Vegas is like. 
during COVID, during, you know, quarantine or whatever you want to call it. And I actually had a really, really good time. I know, Liz, you called me Jeremy Wormy and all that. You are. But I felt really safe and I felt like I was straight. I had a really good time. I feel like last night and like in the night before was like the closest thing to like feeling normal. Yes. That's exactly. Like the like the fun and everything was like it felt normal. Even though that karaoke place did try us, fuck them with a stick a stiff dick. But anywho, like that's like the closest thing to normal. Like I thought and I, I did I, I did enjoy myself. It was fun. And also ain't no quarantine, bitch. Like <laughs> You know, once you get seated, you can take your fucking mask off. Like, <laughs> it, it's so weird. It's like, so what's the point of me wearing this mask to this casino just to go and sit down inside it's of this? Liability. It's all liability. It's so wild. once you get in, you make the decision Lie. if you're gonna take that. <laughs> exactly, you make that decision if you're gonna take that bitch off or not. Like, then it's on you. So yeah, the choice is so, yours. When you, were, <laughs> when you were working, Liz, when you were working over the summer, was the rules like that at the pool? Like, or you had to actively be eating or drinking to take your mask off? Okay, so like in the be- in the beginning, it was okay for everybody to, um, you know, come in, come in with their mask and at your table, you can take your mask off. But then for some reason, uh, a couple months in between, in, in the season, they ended up telling you you only can take your mask off as long as you're actively eating, drinking, or smoking, or if you're in the pool, of course. But um, oh, yeah. And so you're training right now for the next pool season. Have the right. rules changed? Are they already talking to you guys about like what that rule is with the mask? Mm, as of now, it's, it's it's exactly the same. Oh God. Yeah, exactly the same. Like, I feel more comfortable going to open venues where, you know, we're outside. But, I mean, you know, they do say that this uh, disease is airborne. But I wonder if that's going to affect anything or people really going to, like, try to fight back because it's been, like, a year. Mm-hmm. Since, you It'll know, be a year next month. What do you mean by fight back? You know, just, you know, taking their mask off and just having to deal with the consequences if they get kicked out or whatever or... You oh, they know, were doing. Like, they were. They, they were doing. They were doing that last year. Actually, so a lot of people and they were. I mean, especially when you get drunk, people forget to put that thing back on. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you know, people like, get argumentative when they have some drinks in their system. Like, I'm not about to do that. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm drinking or because you're going to get frustrated. frustrated. Yeah, right, you're going to get frustrated. And it's in the heat. Like, and you're in the heat too. It's hot. So. Yes. It's extremely hot. But we also, have though, our city. Our city is a little bit different. Like they they doing these rules just to stay in line with like the rest of the country. Like let's let's not get yeah. it twisted. Like it's like these motherfuckers, I'm just here, especially I'm just, especially I'm just here so Goodman I don't get ass. Exactly, especially Goodman Mayor and Mayor Goodman, especially her fucking ass. Like she's definitely with the shit. So she's like, open it up, open them up. Like yeah. <laughs> what about their families? I'm gonna be home with my family. Like this bitch don't give like, a fuck. No. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, like, my yeah. <laughs> right? No, but right. So like I just don't and I honestly think that like this summer is going I'm not gonna say it's gonna be a hundred back like a hundred percent back normal, but it's gonna be damn near close. Like I don't think yeah. it's gonna be as restrictive as last summer. Yeah. Like at all. But honestly, yeah. I had more fun. You know, we went to the hookah lounge at first and the music was fun and we had a good time. The food was great. But like how we just kicked it in the suite and just, you know, just had our own music, our own fun, our own, you know. We, our we, own little vibes. Yeah, it was our own vibe. We playing Connect Four and, you know, me and Meek dancing to NERD and, you know, like we just. Bruh, all I gotta say, <laughs> just give us music, we, we, we a speaker a and a fucking mirror. Yeah, music definitely the mirror. Speaker in a mirror. With, That's with all bomb we need. With bomb Light. ass lighting, okay. Light. Light. <laughs> I We're so good, y'all. Like I, I was, I woke up like man. I just kept like giggling to myself. I felt like a little girl. Like oh my god, we had so much fun. Yeah. Like to the point. Yeah. We bring up a little school right. girl. Yeah, <laughs> it was the fun that made you feel like the school girl. Yeah, it was the fun and the people. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good energy. You know what? It was all positive energy this weekend. No, yeah. it was so. It really was. And it's, you know, I feel like a lot of people are just so pressed to 
still some sense of normalcy that it's just like, I'm going to just go with this flow. Like this is something different because I haven't, we haven't been able to experience this social, what, what do we call it? Like we ha- we socialize in a fun and private way. Like it was just really refreshing. Yeah. But it was like, whatever we can get, we'll take it at this point. But we had but it was a worth good it. Ass time it was worth it. it. Yeah. It, yeah. It was, we had a great ass time. Yeah. Lots of videos. Me, my back, my back is killing me. Because somebody. Why? Why is your back why? killing you? Because I was. Right I was, a baloney pony. I, no, I was twerking and then. Meek's ass climbs up on my back and she's riding it like she on a, a mechanical bull. A stallion? Bull. You okay. look like a stallion. She treated oh, okay. me like a horse dog. I mean, but, the way that thing was poking. And, and smacking my ass, like going crazy. I mean. Smacking that ass, smacking that Yeah, um, my whole body is in pain. I got ran <laughs> over by a bus that traverse and she stopped all day. <laughs> Did we go too hard though? Like, Ain't no such thing. Ain't no such thing as going too hard. Hell no, hell no. Now what I will say is, is that, is that um, it's a bit different. You know what I'm saying? Like my the twenty twenty two year old Meek and thirty three year old Meek, two different bodies, two different bodies. It's kind of like you know when you have an A class versus an E class. You know what I'm saying? Like you got two different bodies. Mercedes shit, okay. I'm just just saying. So yeah, so the recovery does take a little longer, but I got I wisened up. You know, I came home, hit like two BCs, pow. You know what I'm saying? I'm back, baby. (laughs) Right, it's some Pedialyte. So this was like my first weekend, like really, you know, kicking it in Vegas. But I know the last couple weeks that you guys have. gone out and ran into some interesting people which I know a bit of manifesting I feel like happened here so can we talk about this because this has happened to me a few times in the past where you meet your celebrity crush (laughs) (laughs) so I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell one of my stories first because I feel like for me to even like like somebody that I've never met before, that's a lot. So I've only had like maybe three or four celebrity crushes in my lifetime. Can you, for the person who, whatever story you select, can you let us know why they were even deemed your a crush? Uh, sure. <laughs> so okay, so first of all, meeting your celebrity crush can go one or two ways, either they're really dope or you're like this person is an asshole like it's I feel like there's yes. no middle ground either they're really dope or they're disappointing and you're like damn I really had a crush on this person like I really right. thought they were dope and then you meet them it's like are they oh, a loser a- not even an asshole are they a fucking or loser, loser. Like- yeah so so there's one of my okay one of my favorite rappers and I think you know people who know me they know who I'm talking about I was really excited to meet him. Um, he came and performed at the nightclub that I was working at. And it was my night off. So I'm like, Psh, I'm going. Of course, because I work there. I got all access, whatever. I can watch a performance from a dope angle. And then I met him after. He was super sweet, super cool, super nice guy. But it was something about the way that he interacted with the women in his section. Me being of a certain age, I'm in my 30s. When I see a younger woman, I know she's young. I can just smell the youth on her. <laughs> and with this man being in his 40s, I found their interaction to be really odd. I'm like, what does he see in these really, really young girls? Because honestly, these, these girls look like they were not even old enough to be in the club. So wow. it was really weird because I'm looking at them like... I can just smell youth all over these chicks. And I was even green. talking to one. Yeah, they were so green. And I was talking to one of the girls. She's like, yeah, you know, I'm in my junior gear in college. And I'm like, what the hell? Who am I around right now? Like, is this a legendary rapper or like... Pedophile. And it gave, it gave me <laughs> weak vibes. 
not like he was super nice to me. Like he was super kind, gave me champagne. We, you know, chatted just a little bit. But I could just tell, like, you know, the young girls was just giving him a different type of energy. And I'm like, what do older guys see in such young chicks? Not to mention this guy has a daughter that's probably older than those girls who were in that section. So it was just really weird. Um, so meeting that celebrity crush was kind of like a kind of like a letdown, I guess. I don't know. Mm. But the other guys that I have met, my other celebrity crushes were all incredibly awesome, awesome, awesome. So yeah. So you had how many celebrity crushes? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, four. Like four in like different parts of my life. Like Kobe, for sure. My He was my first celebrity crush. And when I met Kobe, I was like, he is the dopest person ever. It just confirmed everything. Like, Kobe is, he's that dude. Of course I had a crush I on mean, him. Your, your crushes is like, like you say Kobe, like you have a crush on Kobe, and then they prolong. Like, I had a crush on, like, we talked about it before, like a B2K member, and then, like, it faded off. There ain't no crush no yeah. more. Um, <laughs> had a yeah. crush on... Um, who else was it? Who was it in B2K? Let me let me judge you real quick. Who was it? Oh, it was it was Jay Boog. Remember? You you look like you like a Jay Boog. You know what? He was a cute dude, but I just couldn't get with the hair. It was just like a lot of gel and spiky right, tights. He was tiny as fuck, yo. And he just used to like to take his shirt off way too much, and his body was not even like there yet. <laughs> like you know I just what? could not. <laughs> I was still young, so it, didn't really matter. It, it, it did something for me at that time. But if you was text me now, I'd be like, what was I thinking? Should I think about that with most of the dudes I used to date? Like, what was I thinking? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I feel you on that. So, there was, oh, wow. there was a celebrity crush that I had, um, in, I'd say it was about 10 years ago. But I, was, I had a crush on him since I was, like, 14, 15. And I actually got a chance to meet him um, in my early 20s. And we had a one-night stand. Oh, wow. Yep. So, yep. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. It could either go one or two ways. Either they're really dope or you're just like, ah, what was I thinking about this person? Well, so, I mean, I, I met mine um, over mm-hmm. recently past weekends ago <laughs> what does he do and he's a rapper mm-hmm. and um, I don't really have too many um, you know celebrity crushes so you guys know so if you guys listen back I'm to talking. our show go ahead and go give us some listens you'll know who I'm talking about so I mean that's big facts we low key had a whole show on this nigga <laughs> <laughs> so yo low key that show was a whole manifestation like low yeah, key <laughs> yeah it was wild but it shows you how much you know manifesting works guys yes but um yeah when i met him it was interesting um in a good way <laughs> in a good way um what was the question you want us to answer me why was he the celebrity crush? Yeah, like what? What? Okay, because like we say in crush, so it's not like it's one thing to be a fan, right, of their work right. or whatever they do, but like you crush on him, which like means like you look at, you know, yeah, like, like oh, I, I can see myself, like I will fuck him, you know. What yeah, you no, mean? yeah, I want to sit or, on it, yeah. right? So like, what? <laughs> exactly. What about it? What about that? Those like those guys like drew you into? You know what I mean? Like put them in that position where you go from fan to like, oh, like I'm crushing on this dude. Oh, it it, it started from like you know just seeing him. I mean, first like listening to his music. I liked his music, you know. Um, and then his swag, his swag. He didn't. He didn't have no hips. <laughs> his- so you like this body? So yes, um, and okay. um, yeah, his swag just actually turned me on. To be what was honest. it about his swag that you thought was it's dope? It's like how he was he it the laugh? Was, was it the? <laughs> well, how did he laugh? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> you were? Oh. Do it again. 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 <laughs> Yeah, that 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 laugh is unique. But like, it, he was super dope. He was very um very sweet, very respectful. You know, you, like you said, like you when you meet your celebrity because you don't know what you're gonna get. Or they could be so Hollywood and wrapped into themselves that you kind of be like, oh, that was not a good idea. Um, I didn't get a chance to actually sit on it, sit on it, but I sat you on sat it. On it but you didn't sit on it. Okay. <laughs> Clothes were uh-huh. on, basically. Clothes, Clothes were, were on. on. Clothes were definitely on. But he was very respectful. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to meet him again. Because it's going to happen. Mm. It's going to happen. Go. There we go. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, from the story that you told me, it was, like, just dope vibes. Like, it was just sick. Yeah, so, it cool. And it's had it's other... This bitch was calling me at 3 in the morning. <laughs> I was concerned. Like, I had, like, multiple phone calls, like, back to back. I was like, I'm like, I hope she made it home. I'm like, I hope she made it home safe. Like, I, hey, you know, my eyes. go pick her up? My phone, no, see, this is where I'm a fucked up friend because my I, my phone goes on do not disturb after 10. So, like, I wasn't getting any of those phone calls. You know what? I ain't mad at that. I like the do not disturb. But I just got, I got so many uh, family and friends on the other side of the country where their hours are just different so I can't do it yeah <laughs> but yeah so I feel like you're got you guys are definitely gonna link up again at some point because you know I think Elizabeth you are very you're, you're not gonna meet another person who like has your vibe and your look and like he's gonna be like oh yeah I remember her from we yeah he's gonna remember your name and everything I already know that because I these guys meet women everywhere at every turn. Yeah. But I feel like it was different with you two, for sure. Yeah, no, it definitely was different. Here different. Here different. Here different. Oh. <laughs> Meek, let, Meek let's, hear, let's hear about your celebrity crush encounterment. Okay. <laughs> encounterment. <laughs> right. So um I don't I don't crush. Like I, I I really don't. Like I'll look at someone and be like, oh he's cute or whatever. Because, as y'all know, I don't date for looks. I go off energy. So that's the reason why, like, that whole crush thing doesn't really work. I'll just be like, oh, yeah, it's a cute guy, whatever. Yeah. Um, the last person that was close to a crush, and this is, this is like, uh, pre-Drake, <laughs> was Meek Mill. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. This is before Drake basically came in and fucking murdered him and exposed him for the fucking weirdo he is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh, I, I did. I was just a huge fan of his music. Like to be honest, um, yeah, but you like you like creatives. Yeah. I, oh, oh, girl. I, like, you like something e- about a creative. Man, yeah. look, look. Okay, so this person, I didn't know that they were a celebrity. So. Mm-hmm. I just saw a post on Instagram by, by a mutual friend, and it said, congratulations to my homeboy, such and such, such and such. And I clicked on it. I was like, oh, okay. You know, look at him. But then I started looking at his page, and he has, like, art. And he, like, you know, like, is, like, into the arts and, like, does all this, like, how you say, like, you know, eclectic and all this type. And I was like, bro. Like, yep, this is it. This is, like, this is my guy, you know. This yep. is the now we're, now, I remind you, I don't know who this nigga is, don't know anything about him. Then I'm looking on it and, like, this, he's a BMXer. Like, like what? Like, like, I think that's pretty dope. You know what I'm saying? He's black uh-huh. for, for people that's wondering. So, no, it's not a white guy. <laughs> uh, it's Black History Month. Right. But he's yeah. black. So, 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 to be in a field, so, to be in a field that's predominantly uh, white and to be, like, fucking, you know. Killing shit. Killing yeah. shit. I thought that was just fucking fire and dope. And, and so, so you sent what to the group chat? <laughs> I sent the picture to the group chat and I was like, crush alert. Like, with and what else? In all caps. Crush alert. And then they were, and then these motherfuckers were like, who the fuck is this? Exactly. I had no idea. I had no idea who this nigga was. And then, like, I saw him again, like, post again. Like, this is like some weeks later. 
And I was like, oh man, I want I want him for Christmas, right? So I like I <laughs> I like sent that I messaged that too. So um, we go to a little engagement. Elizabeth is all up in the camera, like yes, he is. So we go to a little engagement. <laughs> now remind you. <laughs> so now remind you. Come to find out, we have mutual friend. I guess we can call them friends, like friends or whatnot. I just didn't know it was that damn close. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know it was really seven degrees of separation in this bitch. Like, I really didn't know that. <laughs> so she's like, bitch, he going to be here. He gonna, I'm like, I'm like, yo, no, he's not. Like, chill out. Like, it's not even, you know. She's like, no, because I know so-and-so is going to be here. I'm like, yeah, okay. Even if they are here, it doesn't mean that this dude is going to be here. So it's not. We waiting at the damn window. And Liz is like. He here, bitch. <laughs> he here, bitch. Yes. Now, now, this this event that we at is a private birthday party, so it's not like it's like a crazy club or nothing. it's like small as shit. So, like, I'm like, what? I turn around, this motherfucker's walking up to the door. When I tell you, y'all know, I am not shy. I am not. Way. I am not reserved. You I am not. Because oh, <laughs> I, I was just so taken back where I was like, bro, like this nigga's really here. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? You know, and, and I think the reason, I, to be honest, is the overall, the overall, uh, like how, how the story has like unfolded because like, because of what I put in the chat, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm right. If I, you know what I'm saying? A like the shit that I was saying, exactly. I think that's what really took me where I was like, the fuck is going on right now you know so yep. when you actually can see the universe you know what i'm saying doing this thing and you like the fuck is this yeah so i'm gonna just make this this story short um so <laughs> we drinking miss e over here she feeling herself you know what i'm saying she got this like her hair is laid you know she got this like skirt set on this bitch she feeling herself She's like, yeah, she, she's like, we gonna walk over there, you gonna talk to him. And I was like, I was like, I was like, yo, I'm not gonna talk to him. I was like, I'm not, I was like, I'm just not, you know. We go over there, it's empty in this bitch. And I just felt like it was gonna be too awkward, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, and I want on us when we walked in, but keep going. Facts. No, it was. And I think that's who didn't know that. <laughs> that's another reason why it was awkward though. So I was like, I don't I was like, I don't want I don't wanna come off. I'm I'm too cool for that shit. I don't wanna come off as like this little awkward black girl. <laughs> bitch, if you don't say something, I am. Yeah, no, that's what she was telling me. It's so like, so then the room started to fill up a bit, and then like we're like, and like she's engaging with like other people, and I'm over there, and I'm, and I'm just like, you know, I'm over here hyping myself, and I'm like, I'm like, bitch, what the fuck you got to lose? Like, come on, like you meek, like come on, dog, like fuck right. this nigga gonna right. say, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, and I don't even understand right. why I was being so coyish. I really don't understand Let's where the fuck she came. <laughs> I was like, fuck this shit. I'm going to go over and I'm going to talk to him. And so I'll go and I'll introduce myself, you know, yeah, say some around, she shit. disappeared. I'm like, where'd she go? Say some slick shit. And like the conversation started to unfold. Dude is a dope dude. Actually nice. Super like, nice. like the crazy thing is, is like, like I didn't know about his accolades or anything like that post, you know, before meeting him. And, like, to see all that he's uh, accomplished and to also me to experience how humble he is, it was really kind of like, damn, you know? Because you have those people that's, like, a celebrity, and they have, like, their celebrity niceness, you know? It's like, oh, right. hey, you. Hey, nice yeah. to meet No, like, when I tell you this nigga was sitting on the fucking edge of the couch and people were walking past him not knowing who the fuck he was, and he was just on some chill shit. He wasn't trying to, like grab attention he wasn't trying to be on some so i just thought it was actually dope so um we hung out or whatnot he invited us to go skating and dinner the next day it was cool is, is that where the story ends yeah story ends right there That's oh, all right. Right. <laughs> celebrity crush weekend you know what? I, I i i totally feel that um the celebrity crush that I've met that I felt like I manifested that was when I met Chadwick Boseman. Of course, oh, yeah. I absolutely respected his work because I think he is brilliant. But it was something about, I was like, you know what? 
I'm going to meet him one day. And when I, when I meet him, I'm going to absolutely tell him exactly what I think about him. Mm. And when I met him, I was really, it, it was just the way that it just happened. Like I had like, I felt like I had like five seconds to say what I wanted to say to him, but I got it off. I was really nervous about it, but it was like, this is exactly what you said was going to happen. So yeah. they were yeah. going to say. That's and exactly how I felt. You know, I'll be wondering back, like. He looked at me like, what? what? Like almost like, did she really just say that to me? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to say, I, I don't think I'm going to ever repeat that story. You guys know what I said to him. Yeah, because I said it. I said it to. I said it to my celebrity crush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I said the same Loki, thing. Yeah, Loki is sick line. It's a sick yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, I sure did. But I meant it. Like same, exact. You're not gonna say it. it unless you mean it, right? Yeah, yeah. Mine wasn't yep. that deep, but go ahead and see <laughs> that line up in the in the, in, the, in the chat for my next ah <laughs> for your next celebrity crush <laughs> no but you know you know what's so crazy though is because i know i like it, it it ain't that deep but i do think i feel like in this um this realm that we've entered like you know like the stage in our life is that like attraction has now for i know for me has deepened where it's like mm-hmm. it's as though my soul my soul my inner light recognizes other lights within other people you know what i'm saying so it's like like when people talk about it's not surface it's not a surface thing. it's absolutely not surface but when people talk about having that one that that uh that uh that one in a lifetime experience i don't have that every fucking encounter i have with people i meet that i actually like you know have that feeling or engagement with somebody it's a dope ass fucking experience and i think it's just because light recognizes light you understand oh. what i'm saying so yeah. it's like I, yeah, I don't, I, yeah, every fucking, and, it, and it's pro- it, definitely, I have something to do with that, but, you know what I mean, but I, did, I think that that's where I'm at now, like, when I was younger, I had a lot of trash ass, enc- you know, encounters with people, like, you know, but I wasn't, I, yeah. I, yeah, I can agree with that, too, and when I mean younger, it could have been last year, um, <laughs> 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 That's funny. That's funny. Uh, that's that's real. real. You know, that's you just, you, you just never, you just never. A certain, know. A certain person came to mind when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, no, I, <laughs> I'm sorry, but that resonates a little bit too much. Like, a difference a year makes, bruh. Yeah. Woo. Uh-huh. Uh, so, um... Valentine's Day weekend, I watched a little movie called Malcolm and Marie. Liz, before I got a chance, because look, I am a huge fan of Euphoria, okay? And the writer and director of Euphoria wrote and directed Malcolm and Marie. So I'm already a fan of this writer and the cinematographer and all of their work. And of course, Zendaya, because she's fire. And John... David Washington, fire. Um, so I was fan. super, yeah, I was super excited to see this project, but I had to wait because I wanted to watch it with my boyfriend. So <laughs> people kept saying, yo, have you seen it yet? Have you seen it yet? I was like, no, I'm waiting until like Thursday or Friday so I can watch it. I just knew you watched it before but me because I was right, up like. I was ready. I was ready. <laughs> but I'm like, you know what? Let me hold off and wait. But people were saying, you know what? You probably should not watch this with your significant other because it shows, uh, it depicts a like a toxic relationship or it's going to bring up conversations and different. I'm just like, what kind of what? people do you deal with where you can't watch a movie of a couple, a fictional story of, of a couple going through something? So my question, since you guys have both seen it, this is just a question I was thinking of. Is Malcolm and Marie's relationship actually toxic or were they simply having, were they communicating painful truths? Okay, so when, so the way I viewed it, I did view it as a little toxic. But like the more looking into the relationship, it, it, it was the, the communication definitely was off. And as the story unraveled, 
what she was doing. <laughs> I was like, damn, <laughs> what the fuck? And then also just like how they, how they, how they both, um, how they both with the, uh, the I feel like the lack of the communication with each other about their emotions, um, which made it toxic and made them have all these bundle of emotions that just exploded within that one night. Um, that was just one night, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't right. say the whole relationship was toxic. That was just that one night of emotions being exploded. So the lack of communication of how, I, I forgot how long they were in a relationship for, whatever. So I think, years, I think but, he met her when she was 20. And 22. And then, so she was 22, 22, so they were together two. for two years? No, no, no. It was, she was, I thought she was younger than that. It was 20. She was, tw- she was 20, yeah. Oh. And I think in the, you know, as they're having this conversation or whatever you want to call it, she was 25. Mm, okay, so yeah. in a five-year relationship. She grew, he grew. But did they? They grew, they <laughs> how grew, you, separate, how they grew separately, but not with each other. My thing is, how do you date someone for five years or two years? Even if, let's say it was two years, but like for five years, um... And you're just now having these deep conversations about your past lovers, you know, like just no, that like that, why. That, definitely, that definitely happens. Like they they ignored it. They didn't want to make the anything obviously uh, uncomfortable situation. Uh, like like I said, this is one night, so I don't know how they really interact with it within their day of their emotions. But it seemed like they didn't really talk about it at all, like at all. Um, I, I don't think that's fair to say the whole five year thing because at like the, like those things were going on within the relationship. So while they're experiencing the actual relationship, they're having situations that are happening, and now this is a result of those situations that they experience with each other. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's fair to say, oh, five years you guys haven't had this conversation. Like, I mean, when you're going through things, especially like I mean. You know, I, I know I've experienced it with you, Bethany, where you're like, I have to take my time and collect my thoughts. And I know I've experienced it myself within a relationship where after I actually sit on a situation, you don't realize how something may resonate with you or truly impact you until you're triggered in some type of way as to what, what may cause the delay, you know. Um, so what I'm thinking about in particular was the bathtub scene where Malcolm is telling Marie about his past lovers and he's just running down the list to tell her so, you're not the only broken person I've I've loved. So wait, so do you think do you think that that is healthy conversation to go into specifics about past lovers? Um well, first of all, I think that Malcolm's character, he's a narcissist. Mm-hmm. I just I just really think he's just so self-absorbed and it's all about him and his story. Yes, narcissists can love people, but it's like he also has like this superhero save a hoe type thing. Like he likes to be the guy who comes in and sweeps women out of their crazy life situation. He wants to help and save women. And it's, it was just like a huge therapy yeah. session watching these people talk about like in a way why they were in a relationship with this other person. You know, like to for him to have dated women who are just like Marie before is like, there's a pattern going on here. Definitely. Is this healthy that you date women who have a very specific issue? And this issue is, you know, women who are dealing with drug addiction, you know, it was just really, um, I, I just felt like he was a narcissist, but I felt like at some point when you're dating people, you have to understand who they dated before you just to kind of see. I, I, for me, I'm not sure if it's like that for you, for you guys, but I like to know not, I don't need to know like her name and where she's from and all that stuff. But like, as a person, who are these women that you dated in the past? So I can see like, so how do you ask those questions? So that's, so that, so that, so yeah, to, to piggyback on E, that's what I'm trying to say. Do you think that those type, that that relationship is, uh, I mean, that conversation is a must. And, I, and I'm talking, cause he was going in specifics. So it wasn't even like, oh, I had this situation. Yeah, he, went like, so, he went into and detail. And she sat so, there asking, saying, asking him, so like, do are you think, done? So do you <laughs> think that, that, no, but you were saying that like, you know, like for, for her to find this out now, 
So I'm not, that's that's what my question is, is that like when getting into a relationship, do you think at some point you guys should discuss the specifics of past relationships or maybe even and even if it's not maybe if it's not even full committed relationships, but in relationships that 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 your partner feel impacted them, you know, in some type of way. Do you think that so, it's important to have that type of relation, that type of conversation? I think some people do want to know. I'm one of those people who would like to know. But there are some people who would care less. They they thinking, you know what, this is the guy or the woman that I'm dating now. I'm cool with what we have. Who gives a fuck about the past? Me, the question that I ask to find this out is like, have you ever been in love before? I want to know who you've loved. Like who have impacted your life in that way? Right, but even if, even if, even that question alone doesn't answer like his actual interactions Pass. with women. So it's like it no, wasn't until yeah. it wasn't until that bathroom scene where he where he got where he wanted to basically stick it to Marie in some you know in a malicious yeah. way and he yeah. started to say things and to be honest I don't think everyone actually grab you know noticed that pattern you know and I think it also depends on what kind of state of mind you in like where you like some people hear people but a few very few people actually listen Listens. to people so some people are like oh my god he's so fucked up girl why would he and it's like no actually he's telling on himself. He's telling he, exactly. on his on his own toxic ass behavior. If you're actually yes. listening to what he's saying, so that's what yes. I'm trying to say. It's like even within those conversations, I I honestly don't think that you will actually receive the truth. That's what I I guess that's what I'm leading to. Yeah, you can ask like, have you ever loved before? And I think yeah, I agree. Those those questions are absolutely important. But to mm-hmm. get the in depth that the the in depth insight that we got on Malcolm, the way that we did with him in that scene, I don't think you will receive that through those type of conversations, personally. Yeah, and I honestly don't think it would have came out at all if he didn't make it the movie where she was asking questions and then he just finally was like, all right, let me say something to get up under let her. Me, let, let me fuck her up real quick. Yeah, <laughs> right. So he would have right. never, never said he completely, anything. He completely, like, he completely exposed himself. I do think that both of them did grow together um, still, and, and especially Marie, because it seemed as though like she came from a very, um, you know, she had a, a substance abuse, you know, disorder. And she also, you know, dealt with depression, which you can see that she probably still, you know, if she, if she was a real person, you could probably she probably still deals with that in and out. But you can but the way that but the way that she's addressing it. I feel is a mature way that I don't think that a 20 year old Marie would have been able to do. So yeah, like to the question of like, did they actually grow? I do think so. And as to why, as to why the, the shit that when, when Malcolm was saying what he was saying, it just didn't settle with her anymore. You know, with, with, with actual growth, you get to a point where things that you used to accept in the past, you just, it's like, nah, like I'm not accepting this bullshit no more, you know? So Mick, do Um, you think it was a toxic relationship? Uh, I, I do. Um, I'm not, I don't, I'm gonna say yes. I don't think that the conversation was toxic, but I do Hmm. think that there was codependency. Okay. Um, that there was codependency between the two lovers. Like they both, you know, was highly dependent on each other's, um, on each on on each other's situation. So he she depended on him because he allowed her to not face her actual um, her actual faults and not pursuing her career. Like he he served as a distraction for her, where like she could use him as a scapegoat to say, oh, the reason why I didn't I didn't uh, pursue my self interest is because I was such a devoted girlfriend, and that's how she was able to define herself. Whereas with Malcolm, he used her, you know, dependence on on drugs to like, like you said, the superhero. I am that man. I'm a good man because I'm the one that held your head while you, you know, was yeah. throwing up in the toilet and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the reason why I think it's toxic is because even though technically on surface it looks like they are helping each other out, in, in actuality they are enabling each other, you know? So right. yeah, I do define it as toxic, but I don't think the conversation of in the movie was toxic. I think that, I think that uh, we have been conditioned to think that conversations should be so kumbaya and peaches and cream, but we right. fail to realize that within love there's pain. 
you know, like pain is a part of love. Like, I don't care what anybody fucking says. And sometimes right. you have to expose ugly truths to get to that good, the good true essence of love. Exactly. And just because you don't like what's being said does not mean that it's toxic. Granted, yeah, they were yelling at each other. Come on now. Like it's a it's an argument. Who knows if you're when you're triggered like that, because you could tell that a lot of the triggers were like deeply rooted. When when you're triggered like that, please show it's very seldom a lot of people can really compose themselves and actually, you know, come up, conjure up the words to explain what they're feeling in such a composed state. I right. feel like like that's not being realistic, you know. Right. Um, but the thing that I the reason why I categorize it as um, I don't categorize it as uh, toxic is even when they would go to war, you could see after each battle, they would then return back to this place of love. And it was the love that was keeping them in the room. They right. n- neither one of them had to fucking lead a. Ho- they could they each they could have left. You know what I'm saying? Fuck this shit. I'm not. You know what I mean? Fuck this. Da, da. They did it and they kept going. They kept going and kept going and kept pushing it and it kept dropping ugly ass truths. And then you start. Yeah. It's like pulling back layers, pulling back layers. And um, the, also when you facing a conflict, you have to realize that you're going against people's defense mechanism, which is their super ego. You got to surpass the super ego to really get to the, to the ego part. You know what I mean? The root. Yeah. You have to, you have to surpass that. And it's like, it, that's what I saw. I saw a battle of the super egos. And then it gets to that. To me, was the best scene was the bedroom scene. I was about to ask which one, what, what was your favorite part of the movie? My favorite part of the movie was the bedroom scene. The, um, uh, where I forgot what, I forgot what, I think they were about to have sex or something like that. And then Mm -hmm. she said something and then it knocks him off and he, I, he, he, you know, calls himself checking her and low key he did. And then you can just see that like in the day in Marie's character, she let go of her pride because through the whole movie she was a, she was addressing the issue with pride first like no the reason why you did this is da, 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 this. but in this bedroom scene you could just tell you like she just let all that go and was allowed herself to be vulnerable and was like this is all i wanted this is the reason why I, this is this is the reason why this meant so much to me and this is all i wanted and you could feel it in the energy that she was projecting and yeah. in a sense in a sense, you could tell Malcolm felt the the shift in energy, and he comp- and he start crying. He had no like he word. Ba- he had to back off. Back down. Yeah, he had to, he back, had to down. Just back down. And, just chill out. And that's the reason why vulnerability is such a strength because I feel like vulnerability can truly like you know heal people in so many ways because like like it's not about the words you say; it's the energy that's tacked onto the words. You know what it's I mean? How you like, deliver it as yeah. well. I mean, it's past delivery. It's on it. Like to me, it's like the, the, it's the energy. You know, if I, if I'm telling somebody I love you and I'm coming from, and I'm allowing myself to be vulnerable and I'm coming from a vulnerable place and I'm tacking that vulnerability onto those words, you can feel it. But if I'm like, I love you. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, I don't care. Like, and you could tell someone's just like in autopilot. it. It doesn't feel the same. It does not feel the same. So, what was your favorite part? Oh, real quick. Let me let me read this quote from Zendaya. She said, none of us who made the movie think they're in a healthy relationship. You know what I mean? I think it was to explore those insecurities and those dark things about ourselves that I think sometimes relationships can bring out. Yes. And I, 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 I definitely agree. Yeah. I what agree was your too. favorite part, Liz? Um, I would say the my favorite part is when they were in the bedroom, but it was the beginning part of the bedroom when he was letting her know her dark insecurities about herself. When she was sitting there and he was like, you have to work harder than a hundred, you know, 99% of other people like shit like that. Like that was kind of my favorite part. Kind of made me cry. Cause like, you know, I got a lot of insecurities. You felt that. So I you felt, felt that, that on a molecular level. Yeah. <laughs> the whole different type. Yeah. But yeah. That was my favorite part. What about you B to reverse the question on you? Um, it's a tie between when she pulled that knife out. Ooh, oh, that part. Of oh, him. my God. Y'all, it's crazy. Yo. That was wild. That she part. She did that. He she was so that. shook. He was Yo. so shook. Now, I really so enjoyed good. that scene. 
I really enjoyed that scene. I also enjoyed there was really no uh, dialogue between Malcolm and Marie, but when they went outside and they were sitting on a little patio and she's playing that uh, Dionne Warwick song, Get Rid of Him. <laughs> and she just let the whole song play. He sat there and was taking it for a minute until he just stood up like, man, fuck this. He just left. Yeah. No, I just like that knife scene was fire as shit. Great scene. Fire as shit. She also, is awesome. I also I like like and you guys point um you know um pointed something out. It's like it goes to show the importance of relationships. Like if we if we were able to like, you know, be our own therapist and we threw shit on our own, you know what I'm saying? Like we wouldn't need therapists or our, like you have the engagement with another helps expose certain things about you that certain, like certain doors you are afraid to open up within yourself. You know what I'm saying? As to why your subconscious, yeah, sometimes your subconscious hides certain doors, but then yet you engage with other people and it kind of brings that shit to light. So yeah, yeah, like I think that's like that whole like lone wolf. I'm on my own. I do. I'm self made. That is like, bro. Like studies show that the more healthy relationships you have, the the longer you you know like your life expectancy mm-hmm. becomes from, longer. Yeah. From so romantic, like, romantic relationships, friendships, different relationships with your family. Like, yeah, you find so much out about yourself and it can be scary. That's why I said, like, were they just simply communicating painful truths? Like, it just yeah. so happened to be with the person that they're romantically involved with. Yeah, I don't think it's toxic, though. I, I, I really don't, you know, I... I don't, and and I've had and I've had those moments with people that I love, and you know, on every level, and then like on the and every time I did, we came out stronger. We came out with a clearer understanding, a clear a clearer direction as to where our relationship was going. And this is friends, family, and lover. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to go through the storm. All right, so um, we're not gonna have a red light special this week because we're gonna put something else together for you uh for our loyal listeners (laughs) we'll have something uh within the next few weeks uh to check out so um make sure you subscribe to us on youtube and um all the podcast platforms wherever you listen to podcasts subscribe we also need some ratings and some comments leave comments what's going on like hello um (laughs) but before we go meek do you have a quote this week <laughs> if the opportunity presents itself, shoot your motherfucking shot. Yes, honey. Life like it. short, man. Yes, shoot your shot. Except for Elizabeth, because she's gonna block it. All right. <laughs> Matumbo, not in my house. Yeah, no, <laughs> oh no no. no, no. All right. So until next week, we out this bitch.